0: This is the Good Morning Hamilton podcast on 900 CHML. Well, one of our favorite topics here, not only on the show, but in Canada, is talking about food, food prices, shrinkflation. We've talked about that from time to time. Well, here's another one for you, and it is product packaging and misleading product packaging. There was a recent survey conducted by the Canadian Centre for Food Integrity that show that this is a a pretty big concern among Canadians. Sixty two percent of those Canadians who were surveyed said that they were concerned about misleading food labels and marketing from cereal boxes to bags of potato chips, packages of granola bars. Why are companies in Canada allowed to use misleading images on their product packaging? Dr. Mary Labay is a professor emeritus in nutrition policy at the University of Toronto and joins us here on GMH. Dr. Labay, good morning. How are you today?
1: Good morning, Rick. Just fine. Are there
0: products that are mis- well, we know there's products that have misleading packaging. Is there are is there a segment like cereal or potato chips that are more common to mislead the public?
1: You know, Rick, I'm not sure if they actually are more common. I think probably two things are going on. One, they're probably in the eye of the consumer more common because just about everybody has, for example, breakfast cereals in their home. Mm. You know, as well as I do, you sit there with the box at your table, you flip it around, you look at it. So... It's probably a phenomenon of just more consumers are looking at more cereal boxes than many other types of foods, which, you know, say a soup you might only pull out every couple of weeks, maybe once a month. So I think that might be part of it, but then maybe it is. I haven't actually done the research to see if there's, you know, that's more prevalent in cereals than any other types of product. Are
0: companies deliberately misleading the public with what they're showcasing on their packaging?
1: Well, I think it's just a deliberate and I think it's marketing, whether it's misleading in the eyes of the law, that's one thing, or misleading in the eyes of the consumer, I think that's a second thing. And I would absolutely agree with some of the consumers who felt that was misleading. And unfortunately, the regulations as they're currently written allow them to put those you know, little tiny disclaimers in the corner and sort of get around uh, these, what I would call to the consumer, misleading you know product packaging with these great big pictures of you know blueberries fruits that are don't actually any aren't any actually any of those fruits in that cereal
0: does health canada need to do a better job of either fine tuning their regulations or cracking down on companies that do kind of mislead the public
1: well, I think there's um, two people, two groups involved, two government agencies. Health Canada writes the, um, you know, the food and drug regulations and so does the food inspection agency. And if it's not a health and safety, it's often usually more often the food inspection agency. And not only do they have some reg- uh, regulations that I'm thinking many of these types of regulations about, you know, misleading packaging, fall under the you know, Safe Food for Canadians uh, regulations. And they do really absolutely prohibit misleading advertising and marketing and product pictures and product names. But I think it's how the Food Inspection Agency has interpreted those regulations. And what they do is they then in turn create policies. They actually have a guideline for industry and how they interpret the policies. And I think they're really interpreting these types of policies much too leniently and giving the industry much more wiggle room to you know put these great big pictures on product packages where it isn't there just by putting a little statement if you look at some of the cereals that were featured there's a little tiny bit of writing in the corner that says you know um contains uh natural or artificial flavors it doesn't say does not contain any blueberries
0: Well, and, and you're referring to a CBC article, and I was going to get to this, too, because this is what I found really interesting, was that Vector cereal, and I think everyone considers it a cereal, this particular package had in the, in the corner, 13 grams of protein. But only after reading the nutrition label does one realize that that 13 grams will only be realized when you add milk. But Health Canada says that Kellogg can add milk to the protein count because Vector isn't a cereal It's a meal replacement. So I'm thinking, what's it doing in this cereal aisle then?
1: Yeah. And I think there's two reasons there. Um, It just happens to be in a format that looks like a cereal. And the Vector cereal has a lot more vitamins and minerals and more protein than most, um, not a huge lot, but more than most breakfast cereals. And at the time when that product was introduced, it had, for example, higher levels of vitamin and minerals than you could put in an other breakfast cereal. And so in a way, they use another set of regulations that already existed to put their product on the market. The problem with that is it's totally legal, it is meets the regulations for a meal replacement, but the problem, and I say why it's misleading to so the consumer, the consumer sees that product with the breakfast cereals. It looks like a breakfast cereal, so they expect it to be a breakfast cereal. And you know as well as I, if you went out and asked hundreds of consumers, I don't think you'd find one consumer who knows the difference between a cereal and a meal replacement. <laughs> and so it's, it's not sitting in the grocery store with all the other meal replacements, those uh, you know, supplement, nutritional supplements. And so no wonder the consumer is confused. Even though it's perfectly legal, it's being marketed and put with breakfast cereals. And so the consumer would think it's a breakfast cereal.
0: In our final minute together, I get the sense that a lot of consumers because of shrinkflation and skimpflation and these product packaging are, are really more, maybe more than ever focused on what they are buying. Would you agree?
1: Oh, totally. I think consumers these days with, you know, knowing how tight uh, food budgets are, are looking to get the best value they can for their dollars. and, when they see these types of mislead, to them at least, misleading marketing, they really feel that they are not getting value for money. And that, um, you know, and once consumers start looking for it, I think now consumers are really attuned to, hey, there's something wrong, there's something broken. And I think agencies like Health Canada, the Food Inspection Agency, have to really start looking at it and say, are these regulations doing the best to present protect consumers from this type of misleading marketing, at least misleading to the consumer, even though it meets the regulations.
0: Yes, agreed and well said. Dr. Labbe, we'll leave it there. Thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: Oh, good morning, Rick. Thank you as well. Have a good day.
0: You too. Dr. Mary Labbe is a professor emeritus in nutrition policy at the University of Toronto. And I guess the warning would be just check out the label as opposed to just looking at the packaging because... In many cases, you're not getting what you think you are buying. Thanks for listening to the Good Morning Hamilton podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday mornings from 530 to 9 on 900 CHML and online at 900CHML.com.